dealing with inner conflict. Let's just roll a little bit. We'll cover a little ground we've covered, but not much. Say that verse with me. You ought to memorize this verse. You ought to memorize this verse. You might not just say it. I use the King James. You might not have to say it just like that, but get this down. Come on. The thief, help me, comes not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's the devil. Say it with me one more time. The thief, that's the devil. Come on. The thief comes not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Jesus speaking here. Say it with me. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly, their life to the full. That is the will of God for your life. Now, TV preachers take that verse and they make money off of it. They make money. You send them the check. Believe God, leave God, amen. That verse has a whole lot more to do with fighting the devil. Did you hear me? Yes or no? The thief comes out still to kill, to destroy your tail. I'm come that you might have life, that you might have it more abundantly. You can have that life, but ain't no magic wand going to wave for you to get it. You're going to have to claw and you're going to have to scratch. And you're going to have to fight the devil. I said it earlier, I'm going to say it again. I don't like cussing. I know y'all think I cuss them. No, no, you kidding me. No, I'm talking about I came from some cussing, baby. You hear me? But if you're going to have to cuss, cuss the devil. How about that? Say, I don't want you to respect him at all. Don't give him no respect. Treat him like the dirty dog he is. You hear me say? And fight for that life that God has for you. Did you hear me? And the Holy Spirit, the living God, will help you. He's alongside of you. You talk about a fighter. You've got the fighter with you. But it's going to take some battling. And that's what we're talking about today. It's going to be a, be a rough and tumble here. Here we go. Let's go. Now, pretending you don't have inner conflict is surrender. We all probably have some kind of inner conflict. Now, some are going through it a lot worse than others. How many would say, I have battled some major inner conflict and some struggle in my life, and God has really helped me, and I've had to fight, but I'm, t- I'm on the other side. I ain't, they don't mean I'm perfect, don't mean I have some struggle, but God has really helped me, and I'm on the other side of a lot of mess in my life. Let me see some hands, amen? So it's possible to do it. You can do this, but it doesn't mean these hands go up, and I've just got it all great now. Six years ago, I remarried. Hardest thing I ever did. Hardest thing I ever did. Married 28 years. I like being married. And then to be hurt. Broken into pieces. And now i got to start all over? How do I do that? How do I do that? Six years ago, nine, 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 nine. I took that foot and went like, just like this. And I'm going this way. And I'm here to tell you right now, the last six, seven years of my life, even though there was much, much, much pain and hurt, best, most productive years of my life. Amen. Praise the Lord. Come on. It's the truth. It's the truth. You can do this. You can do this. Anything else is surrender. Surrender excuse making. Well, you don't know what I've been through. How many would just raise a hand and say, I've been through a lot. Put some hands up. Okay, so don't tell us that anymore, okay? You know, well, that's why I got the attitude I got. That's no excuse. You go around raining all the time, your cloudy head and all that kind of mess. You walk around into a room, it turns dark. That's abundant life. I love Jesus. Man, it's not. God has better for you. And then surrender. It's surrender to not fight for the life that you can have. It's surrender to poor decision making. To live in defeat. 
and to give in to the devil, the wicked one, and, and there's a lot of ways to do that, you will make horrible choices. So, with all that being said, say this with me. This is not living life to the fullest, real loud. And this is not, not acceptable. We're on planet Earth with one main job, going to all the world and preach the gospel. Be a light. Let your light so shine. How are you going to shine a light when you dark as all get out? Yeah, but you don't understand. Well, there you go. Excuse making again. Don't you want to get better? Don't you want help? Amen. And it's, this isn't me talking to you down. This is me talking to you. I had to do everything I'm going to tell you today. And I still have to do it. But boy, have I ever been in a ditch. <laughs> I've been in a ditch, man. Amen. But God is good. So let's talk about it. Let's learn today. Here we go, Rog. We're rolling now. Rog wonders, will he ever get there? Yes, Rog, I will. Look at that helmet. Oh, that's a general, four-star general. Look at that hat. Confronting the enemy. Say that. That's our title today. Confronting the what? You going to think you're going to do that all passive? You think you're going to do that with a bad attitude? You going to think you're going to do that with excuse making? Ain't going to happen. Confronting the enemy. And I call this message, little set t- the subtitle is General Principles. That's not because I'm giving a seminar today. General principles. It sounds so boring, okay? Now, what I'm going to tell you today is from the general. We're going to see two generals in this story today in the Old Testament. One was the great general, General Joab. The other one was a general. He was made a general. You'll see it in a little bit. His name was Amasa. We ain't going to learn from him a whole lot. We're going to learn how not to do it from him. We're going to learn some general principles from the who. The who? The general. Before there was Mad Dog Mattis, there was General Joab. I mean, he would show Mattis and he'd show MacArthur, Pat, and all of them. Mr. Guy Joab would show them all a thing or two. Amen? Let's, let's see what he says today in the Word. We're going to find out some stuff. So here's a little history, and we're going to start rolling with the Scriptures. Y'all ready? Yes or no? You're going to go with Bible time with Uncle Gary. Ready? Big time Bible. Absalom was King David's son. Now, David had, was king of Israel, the greatest king of Israel ever, okay? Matter of fact, Jesus is in that line, that Davidic line to King David. Greatest king ever, he made a horrible choice by having sex outside with somebody else's wife. Actually had that guy killed later. Remember the story? Well, the Bible says part of David's punishment was the baby would die, it did, and that this, the uh, sword would really never leave his house. What does that mean? He's going to have family problems from here on out because of what you've done. Well, fast forward many years. Absalom is King David's son. Say that with me. He does what to do his, to, to his father? He conspires to do what? To overthrow the king, his own father. His own father. Let's move, Raj. You talk about a civil war. You talk about an inside job. A son against a father. A battle. Now, we're going to look at all this today, but you've got to also, as, you're, as I'm doing this, think about yourself. Think about the fight that you need to fight on inside of you. Amen? So, this was a very big inner conflict. You talk about inner conflict inside the nation of Israel, but inside their own house, inside their own family. This guy is going to take over his daddy's kingdom. Let's check it out. An inside job. And you know what? That's, isn't that what they say about a lot of bank robberies? You know, it was somebody on the what? The inside that helped plan it. 
How about this jerk, joker, unbelievable creep in Denver, Colorado, who killed his wife and his two little kids, put them in oil barrels recently. But boy, 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 day one, he's like, ah, oh, I hope she comes home. Where is she? I love my children. Not fooling anybody. It was an inside job. He killed his own family. You hearing me? And that's what we have to fight. Inside of us is this battle going on. Okay, so just try to, try to connect dots as I'm going along here. But let's look at the scripture. So Absalom's going to conspire to take over the kingdom. And Absalom sent for Ahithophel, the Gilanite, David's what? Counselor. That's another inside job. Look at this. Go take over the kingdom by talking to one of his dad's trusted men. From the city from Gilo where he offered sacrifices. And the conspiracy. Say conspiracy. One more time. What? Conspiracy. Was strong. For the people increased continually with who? Absalom. So he wants to overthrow his daddy. Some of the people on the inside that work for his daddy are now coming over to his side. And now more and more people are conspiring with him against his father. And there came a messenger to David saying, The hearts of the men of Israel are after who? They're, they're following him. News is out. You're yesterday's news. King. And David said unto all his servants, So unlike David, David said to his servants that were with him at Jerusalem, Arise, arise, let us flee. That's not David being king, is it? Let us flee, for we shall not else escape from Absalom, my son. Make speed to depart, lest he overtake us suddenly and bring evil upon us and smite the city with the edge of the sword. So David and many of his followers, they leave Jerusalem, the city of God. They leave Jerusalem because Absalom is going to overthrow them. And Absalom and all the people of the men of Israel. So those men of Israel used to be with David. Now they're with Absalom. They came to Jerusalem. And Ahithophel, David's counselor, is with them. Y'all with me so far? Have I lost you? And it came to pass when Hushai, somebody else. Aren't you glad you got names like Frank and David and Bill? Come on. And it came to pass when Hushai, the archite, David's what? David's what? So here's another inside job happening. This thing's corrupt. Now, I'm going to say something that might make some of you mad or on the Internet. But I'm going to say it anyway because I am an American. If you want to oppose President Trump and you on his staff, don't write an article anonymous to the New York Times. Did you hear me say that? Resign! Resign! Be a man! Be a man! Be a man! Be a man! If you don't want to serve the country, do it. But don't go do it that way. That's all a cons- That's not the way we do it. That's a conspiracy. You hear me, yes or no? Just never right to do that. And David, David had this stuff going on big time with his own son. And now a counselor and now his friend. It comes to pass when Hushai, the archite David's friend, was coming to Absalom, that Hushai said to Absalom, this is David's friend now going to his son saying, God save the king, God save the king. <clears throat> and Absalom said to Hushai, is this the kindness you showed to your friend? I thought you were my daddy's like best friend. Well, not good for him, really. But anyway, why, did you, why aren't you going with my daddy? And Hushai said unto Absalom, I just want you to see the battle here, the inside battle. And that's what will happen to you. Your heart, your heart will speak. 
It will speak to you. It'll lie to you like a dog. Did you hear me say? It'll just you tell your thing, self, you your own enemy, unless you fight. God has a life for you, but it's going to take some fighting. So he says to Absalom, no, no, but whom the Lord, and I've seen, look at it, getting all spiritual here. But whom the Lord and his people, all the men of Israel choose, his will I be, turncoat. Did you see that? And I'll be with him and I'll abide. I wouldn't trust a joker that'd be that quick to leave, would you say? Now you're going to come with me? Mm-hmm. And again, whom should I serve? Should I not serve in the presence of his son? I want to punch this guy, don't you? But anyway, as I've served with your father's presence, so will I be in your presence. Then said Absalom to Ahithophel, the counselor, to the king. Now he's his counselor. He says, what should I do? We're in Jerusalem. All the people are seeming to be with me, even my daddy's friend. What should I do? What should I do? Here's what, I, here's what it says. Then said Absalom to Ahithophel, Give counsel to me, what shall I do? And Ahithophel said unto Absalom, Watch this. Go it unto your father's concubines. Which means go have sex with these women. I told you, the Bible's pretty graphic. Which he hath left to keep the house. And all Israel shall hear that you are abhorred of your father. You do this, and everybody will just see the man that you really are. Then shall the hands of all that are with you be strong. What a dumb... That's how, that's how crazy we are. Yes or no? Amen. How many would just raise a hand and say, Man, I have flat out been crazy in my life. Let me see your hand. I mean, you thought you're doing right, you're doing wrong, you're just nuts. Keep looking. So here's what happened. So they spread Absalom a tent upon the house. And Absalom went in unto his father's concubine. Say that last part with me. In the sight of who? I mean, I hate to be graphic. He put on like a sex show to all the people. And this is how he's going to show he's the man, how he's the strong one, how he's the leader. Do you see the corruption here? Do you see the nastiness here in this story? An inside job. Don't go to sleep on me. Confronting the enemy. We ain't there yet. We're building the case, though. Hang in here with me. And Absalom, say this with me, made who? A mesa. Say a mesa. A mesa. You might say a mesa. Just say a mesa. It's good country talk. Here we go. A mesa. Made him captain of the host instead of who? Joab. Now, that captain of the host means he made... Absalom's now the king. And he makes this man, Amasa, the general, instead of who? Who had been David's general for years of the army, of the forces. Now, Amasa was a man's son whose name was Ithra, an Israelite, that went into Abigail, the daughter of Nahash, sister to Zariah, Joab's mother. It says all that to say this guy who Absalom made uh, general was Joab's cousin. They were a military family. It was probably the way it was. They were all military. So made him, his cousin, not the general, not the general, ain't the general no more. He made this guy over here, his cousin, actually it's like his third cousin, made him general. So keep looking. We're getting somewhere. I know you don't believe it. So say a Mesa. 
three times. Amasa, Amasa, Amasa. You're going to learn if it kills me, okay? Here we go. So he's Absalom's general. And the king commanded Joab. Now, King who? King David. Different king. You still got two kings. You got the king that people want to have, but you got the king who really is. But the king who really is ain't Jerusalem anymore. He's ousted, but he's still the king. So David commands Joab, his general, and Abishai and Ittai, three men, saying, now watch this, read it with me, deal gently for my sake with the young man, even with my son. So here's some orders the king gives. They're going to fight a battle. They're going to fight a battle. The battle for the country. The battle for the kingdom. But David puts down this rule. It'd be easy on my boy. Can you imagine telling a general that, yes or no? Say, be easy on my boy. Be easy on the one who's conspired to take over the kingdom and has. Be easy on him. And all the people heard the king. He made it very clear to everyone, don't harm my son. That's pretty hard to do in battle, isn't it, say? Keep looking. So let's keep moving. Keep moving. Say Joab three times. Now, what was Absalom's general's name? Come on. Amasa. Who's the real general? David's general. What's his name? Joab. So, let's see what happens. So, you got a problem brewing. There's a battle coming. Are y'all alive? Men, how many of y'all really like this kind of preaching? Come on, men. Don't lie to me. Come on. This is my. Come on, man. You'll be all right. Here we go. So the people went out into the field against Israel. What does that mean? It means David's forces are going out against really all of Israel now because they're with Absalom. So David's people, Joab and the other two guys and the the troops, they go out into the field against Israel. And the battle, say it was, was in the what? It was in the what? It was in the woods. It was in the woods. Now, I've been to Israel many, many times. You don't have a lot of woods in Israel, okay? But this is a very thick, wooded area. And so the battle was in the woods where the people of Israel were slain. What does that mean? Absalom's people, the troops. They were slain in the woods by the servants of who? David, under the leadership of who? Joab. And there was a great slaughter that day of how many men? 20,000 men in the woods. For the battle there scattered over the face of all the country. And the woods devoured more people that day than the sword. You know how you see on TV people running like at each other with swords and stuff? This was a crazy kind of combat that went on inside those woods. Hand-to-hand combat. The woods, the, the woods themselves even devoured people. Running through their horses, whatever mules, etc., running into the woods, and it caused a lot of problems, a lot of death and destruction that day. Oh, so here we go. But watch it. Hang on. Hope you're not going to sleep for the good part. And Absalom met the servants of David. So he, he sees them. Absalom, the bad guy. The son. And Absalom rode upon a what? I rode a mule once in Israel. I was in Petra, really it's in Jordan. 
I rode this little mule. I weighed about 275 at the time. I'm about 245 now, except I'm way too heavy. But anyway, I was 275 on this little mule up this steep cliff. Before I got on the mule, this true story, before I got on the mule, I wanted to ride, they were going, I'm going to ride this mule up this steep cliff. I mean, these are mountains. And they lead you. And the little boy, little Jordanian boy, he looked at me and he went, you pay more money. And he said this to me, you fat. I want to push the little Jordanian off the cliff, you know what I'm saying? But that mule, when I rode that mule up that mountain, his tongue. <laughs> but that's another story. I'm just trying to tell you they use mules a lot over there, okay? So Absalom met the servants of David, and Absalom rode upon a mule, and the mule went under the thick boughs of an oak tree. And he had a lot of hair. That's why I'm bald. It's safety, safety. He goes under this oak tree and his hair, flowing hair, <coughs> caught in the oak tree. Got a picture? And he was taken between heaven and earth. <coughs> and the mule said, Mama. He's gone. And a certain man saw it. One of, the, one of the fighters for David saw it. And he told who? He told who? Now what did David tell Joab not to do? Don't do what? Don't hurt my son. What do you think is going to happen? This man's a real general. He said, I saw Absalom hang an oak tree. Keep looking. Then said Joab, uh, I can't hang around and talk to you much longer about it. And Joab took three darts in his hand. And he thrust them through the heart of Absalom. <laughs> while he was yet alive in the middle of the oak tree. You don't want to mess with Joab. And so word comes back. We've moved forward in the Scriptures. Word came back to the king, David. And David covered his face. And the king cried with a loud voice, Oh, my son, Absalom! Oh, Absalom, my son, my son! And Joab, here's what Joab did. You don't ever see Joab do this. The general. Joab the general comes in to King David and says, You have shamed this day the faces of all your servants. All those people who gave their life in those woods for you. All of us who are injured, who fought to the death for you. You've shamed us. Which this day have saved your life. We've saved the lives of your sons, your daughters, the lives of your wives and those concubines. Did y'all get that? There's more to read if you want to read it sometime. Joab's a strong man. You have to be strong to fight the devil. Did you hear me say? And that's the message today. I'm trying to just get you to see. We have scripture for, for reasons. It's historical, but buddy, this is good stuff. If you let it get inside of you. And all the people, now watch this, time moves forward a little bit. And all the people were at strife now throughout all the tribes of Israel. I would say, so you got Absalom's king, now he's dead. They left because David, now David's king again. This is a mess. Saying, the king saved us out of the hand of our enemies. He delivered us out of the hand of the Philistines. And now he's fled out of the land for Absalom. This wasn't like David to run. You understand? 
And it caused a lot of confusion. And Satan's all about what? It's all about confusion. And Absalom, who we anointed over us, he's now what? He's now what? It's the people talking. Now, therefore, why speak you not a word of bringing the king back? This guy's dead. We've got to do something. Keep looking. And King David sent to Zadok and Abathar the priest, saying, Speak unto the elders of Judah, saying, Why are you last to bring the king back in his house? So David's wondering, What's going on? Let's, we can get this thing back. I can be back. Seeing the speech of all of Israel has come to the king, even to his house. You're my brethren. You're bone of my flesh. Wherefore, then are you the last to bring back the king? So they're wanting to get him back. Got it? Y'all cool with that so far? Not that hard. But don't you see something? And we're not far from being done. If y'all just help me here. Y'all not doing anything, are you? <laughs> it's all my fault. Here we go. Don't you see what David does? He said, don't hurt my son. Really, he was wrong to say that. But he's a father. But he's wrong. He didn't have his kingdom's best interest at heart, did he say? So here's what he does. David says, say to Amasa, Art thou not of my bone and of my flesh? God do so to me, King David speaking, and more also, if thou be not general before me continually in the place of Joab. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? Make the bad general head now, who really was with his son, and take the good guy and demote him. That's what happened here. Amasa is promoted. Joab's demoted. Well, how's this all going to shake out? Not good. This isn't going to work. You're going to see. Keep looking. So now you got the kingdoms in a mess, but now it's coming back together. But you still got all kinds of factions and conspiracy going on out there. That's what happens. And there happened to be there a man of Belial. That's just another word for Satan or the devil. Whose name was what? Hang it, don't get lost. His name was what? Which so often happens. Since Absalom's dead, some other bad guy tries to fill that vacuum, that void. He's going to be the leader now. A man of the devil. His name was Sheba, the son of Bichri, a Benjamite. And he blew a trumpet. And he said, we have no part in David. Neither have we inheritance in the son of Jesse. I mean, he just really dissed David. Every man to his tent, soul Israel. Amen? It's a bad dude, bad guy. And so here's what King David said when he heard that there's this other guy going to be there trying to fill this void in the kingdom, trying to overtake his kingdom perhaps. He says to Amasa, now who's Amasa? Whose general was he? Absalom's. He's been made now general of David's armies. Instead of who? So King David says to Amasa, Assemble the men of Judah within three days, and you be here present. We're going to deal with this man, Sheba. So Amasa went to assemble the men of Judah. Read this next part with me. But he what? Tarried longer than the set time. What was the set time? Three days. That might be why he was never promoted to general. Yes or no? Amen. He is late. He doesn't do what he's been told. 
Who knows? Maybe he couldn't assemble all the men in the time. Well, maybe that's another reason, because he was never a leader. Understand? So Amasa went to assemble, and he didn't get there on time, and David said to another guy, this is number two to Joab, Abishai, now shall Sheba the son of Bichri do us more harm than did Absalom. If we don't get on a stick and get out there and stop him, take now your Lord's servants, pursue after him, lest he get spent cities and escape us. I know I'm killing you, aren't I? So there went out after Joab's men. See, these are still Joab's men, the fighting men, even though this false general was put above them. So there went out after him Joab's men. And that's who Amasa was. He was number two, man. So people followed him. And the Cherethites and the Pelethites and all the mighty men. And they went out of Jerusalem to pursue after who? The son of Bichri. And when they were at a great stone. Now you think it's going to go on forever. It ain't. We're almost there. When they were at a great stone, which is Gibeon in Gibeon, who shows up? Who shows up? Amasa comes out on some kind of mule, I guess. Hello, boys. So he shows up before them. You have to read this carefully. I study this verse quite intently. Because you can get confused if you don't watch it. So who else shows up? Say this man, Joab. Joab also shows up at that stone, this crossroads in Gibeon. And Joab's garment that he had put on. I used to think this verse looked different, but I really searched it out and thought and looked it through. So Joab shows up also. Amasa's there. Joab's there. Joab's garment that he had on gird, was girded unto him, and upon it was a girdle with a what? Was a sword fastened upon his loins and a sheath thereof. And as he went forth, the sword what? When you read that scripture real carefully, that scripture really says that the, the sword came out. The idea is that under his garment, jo, Joab had a sheath. And your Bible of the King James might say it this way. He pulled his sword out. That would have been a small, macarius is the word, sword. It's like a dagger, a little bit longer. I mean, it will dice you up. So what happens? So Joab has this sword out under his garment. You seeing the picture? The real general is fixing to meet the false general. And Joab says to Amasa, are you in help? My brother... Or my cousin. This is his cousin. And Joab took a mesa by the beard, you know, so to get right to his face. To kiss him. And General Joab, look what happened. But a mesa took no heed to the what? The sword that was in his hand. So Joab did what? Say it with me. He what? Smote him in the fifth rib. And it's going to get nasty now. And he shed out his bowels to the ground. And this highway, there was a roadway. And so he cuts him right there, the bowels. The general knew where to cut people. And the Bible says he struck a mesa not again. Not, he did it one time, one time between the fifth rib. And he died. Did Joab wait around? 
No, 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 no. Joab, and there he is. There's that number two. Abishai, his what? His brother. They pursue who? They're doing what the king said, and they're going to stop this guy. Y'all with me today? Well, the end of the message now. What? And one of Joab's men stood there at this body. He's standing there by the body of a mesa. Bowels all over the street. And he said to all the other men, He that favors Joab, or he that's with General Joab, and he that's with David, go after your general. Go follow him. Go with him. Go fight with him to get Sheba. Did you see that? And Amasa did what? Come on, church. Amasa did what? Wallet in what? In the what? In the middle of the... And when the man said what he said, if you were Joab, guys, go follow Joab. Go fight for the king. Go get this bad dude of the devil, Sheba. When this man saw, the people stood still. Say, stood still. Say, paralyzed. Guys, we get hurt in life. This inside crap that happens. Sometimes it's people, most of the times it seems like it's hurt that's happened to us. It can absolutely stop us in our tracks. That's why I'm here at this message today. I'm almost at the end. And that's what happened to all the soldiers. They were in such shock. How many would say I've had something happen in my life? And it was, it was like I was in a state of shock. Can you kind of see a hand or two? Mine's up. I was just in a state of shock. I can't move. Don't know what to do. Even though the man said go, they can't go. They're just standing there looking at this body just been filleted all open in the road. And when, when the man saw that all the people stood still, say that with me. He what? This man did what? He removed a mason's body. Out of the highway. And he carried him over into a what? A field. And he didn't stop there. He did what? He did what? He what? He covered him up. He did that when he saw that everyone that came by, they stood still. They couldn't move. They couldn't go do their battle. They couldn't fight. Have some of you been there before? Maybe you're there now. I don't know how to move ahead, Pastor. I'm hurting. I hurt real bad. I miss the, the person I love my whole life's not with me anymore. He's passed away or she's passed away. What do I do? I want to tell you, you keep living. Did you hear me? You fight to have that life that Jesus Christ said I have for you. Did you hear me? The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Death is a natural part of life. It was never meant to stop you when somebody else passes. Did you hear me? I see my mother today, though she was murdered, shot six times, I don't look at on my mother with sadness. I look on my mother with gladness because I see my mother victorious in heaven looking down today just saying, boy, that's a good message. A little long, but it's good. I can see her doing that, man. There's a different way to look at life. Amen. There's a different way. And like I said, I had to make that decision six years ago. I was paralyzed. How can I move forward? It's so hard. I don't want to move forward, but I know it's the right thing. It's hard, ain't it? It's hard. I'm telling you right now. 
And so when he removed his body out of the highway, all the people then did what? The job they were there to do. Go get the enemy. Amen. What a crazy message on a Sunday morning. But what about the general principles, Clark? I didn't hear them. Well, good. They're coming right now. They're not long. Trust me. I'm wore out. What did I learn today, Clark, about fighting this inner side battle that I have? I'm sort of, you sort of lost me. What can I learn today from the Bible? Here you go. Number one, how do I confront my inner conflict? That letter last week, 64 years in a box. Remember the message? 64 years. She lived with that. She opened that box. And let it out and, and moving on. Amen. Don't wait 64 years. You hear me say. I've come that you might have life. When? Today. 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 You can live again. Trust me on this, what the Bible says. So what did we learn from the story? Here we go. How do I confront the inner conflict? I call it blanket. That's what a lot of people do. That's what a lot of people do. They live their life like that. All this bad stuff's happening. They just sort of cuss it. and Or they go to the bottle. Or they go chasing wild women. Who knows? Whatever. Or drugs. Blanket! Just... You know what? I'd rather live life and make an effort to live. I would rather try to live than just blanket. Y'all hear me? But I didn't put blanket there for that reason. I want you to fill in four blanks. Here we go. Number one, blanket. How can I fight this inner battle learning from this scripture today, Pastor? Number one, say it with me. Kill it. Say it with me. Loud. Kill it. Instead of this thing is killing you, how about you kill it? I'm not talking about a person. I'm talking about this inside conflict. Whether it was, it was horrible, a rape, being abandoned in marriage, the death of a spouse, and yet you're just stopped in the road. You're there in the road. You can't move anymore. You can't go on. You can't take that foot and put it in front of the other one. There's life out there. But that thing has to be killed. You get it? Kill it. Render it dead. Isn't that what the Bible says? Our lives are, are, we are dead in Christ. Our lives are hid with Christ. Our old man is dead. We've been crucified with Christ. Yet I live. And the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Remember that past. Render that past dead. And I'm alive unto God. If you want to have this life he has for you, you have to do more than send a TV preacher a check. I'm going to tell you that right now. It's going to take some hard work. Number one, kill it. Say that with me. Instead of it killing me, I'm going to do what? You say, well, how can I do that? I've lost my husband. I've lost my wife. What are you talking about, preacher? I'm saying kill that, that negative thinking that you've got that's holding you back. See them in heaven. See them alive. Don't focus on your being alone. Focus on them being no more sick anymore. They're not sick anymore. They're dancing in heaven. And they're cheering you on saying, baby, dance again. Dance again. You hear me? See that. But you've got to make an effort. Number two. Number one was kill it. Number two, quit it. What do I mean? Pop it up. 
Quit it. Quit it. Stop looking at it. This mess in your life. Just stop looking at it. Some of us, we've been hurt real bad, and you go on Facebook to see how they're doing. Stop! That was your life. That not, that's not your life anymore. Let them live their life. Stop it. And I'm speaking from experience. I wouldn't be where I am today if I was trolling on Facebook. Did you hear me? Yes or no? God has a, a path for me to walk, and it's a good path. And it's not the path that was back here. It's the path that's up this way. Amen? So quit it. Rubbernecking slows me down. That's what they did. They couldn't move. They were seeing that mess in the body. And rubbernecking slows you down and causes a what inside of you? A what? A jam up. Number three, so quit it. Number three. What was number one? Kill it. Number two was what? Number three is what? I'm paralyzed emotionally when I do this. Number three is what? Drag it. And do what? Get it off the road and cover it up. Won't you let whatever happened to you put it under the blood of Jesus? How about what you've done to yourself put it under the blood? You live in guilt the rest of your life. I'm a no good. I'm nobody. I've been, a, I've been you know, a horrible human being. Put your faith in Jesus Christ. And if you have, your sins are gone, gone, gone. As far as the east is from the west. Quit thinking about it. Drag it and cover it up. I'll stop talking about it. Say that with me. I'll what? I see people often. I saw someone recently had pain years ago in their life. And I haven't seen them in a while. And I see them again. Same story. Same story. They want me to feel bad about what happened to them way back when. I'm sorry. It's wearing me out. You have a life and you could live it, but you choose not to. Don't blame Jesus. Amen. So, say that with me. It's gone, 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 and I'm moving on, on, on. One more time. It's gone, 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 and I'm moving on, on, on. I like the message. Last one, last one, last one, last one. Know it. So kill it, quit it, drag it. Know it. Know what? When I passed on the other side of that thing, there's open road ahead of me. Little did I know when I went through my pain, my loss, my struggle, that there'd be someone named Kim who was also hurt. And six years ago, she took my hand on Inglewood Beach where we'll be tonight. And I'm not walking alone. Walking with a new person who was also very hurt. Her child was hurt. She was hurt. And we're walking together. Amen. And it's not an easy walk, but it's a good walk. Amen. At least I'm moving, baby. Amen. So, it was not as big as the enemy had led me to believe. Say that with me. It was not as what? How many ever said, I can't go on? Let me see your hand. I can't go on. There's no way. I can't, I can't go on. Was that a lie of the devil? Yes or no? Say, was that a lie of the devil? Yes or no? Amen. If you're saying, I can't go on, I can't make it today, that is a lie of the devil. That's a lie of the devil. I've come that you might have life and you might have it more abundantly. And I put my faith in his word, not in you and what you're saying right now. Did you hear me? Because if I believed like that, I'd be dead as a hammer in the road. So that's our message today. Say it with me real loud. Number one. Kill it, quit it, drag it, 
Know it. Let's thank the Lord for His Word today. Bang! Woo! Good stuff.